Welcome to Moment by Moment, a podcast of Oak Hills Church with the goal to help you answer and navigate the current issues of today with a biblical view. Hello and welcome to Moment by Moment, a podcast of Oak Hills Church. We are so excited to be in our fifth episode. That's right. You guys have been on this journey with us thus far. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who's sharing, everybody who's commenting, telling your mom, your dad, whoever about this podcast. And thank you to everybody listening in the audio version on iTunes and on Spotify and also on YouTube. If you didn't know, we are on YouTube. Uh, we keep a video format of it as well. So excited for this morning. Uh, my name is JD Mason, one of your hosts. And as well, I am with Travis Eads, our lead minister here at Oak Hills Church. Travis, man, I mean, we're about to get into a very heavy, topic today. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give a warning. Today, we're going to be discussing abortion. And, and you know, when you have a conversation about abortion, I just want to say, we both want to let everyone know that if you have had an abortion in your life and, you know, we just want you to know that there is, we believe fully that there is grace for you. There is no, there's no sin. There's nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God. God loves you. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter how you feel, even in this moment right now, God loves you. We love you. There is grace for you. Um, and if this is a trigger for you, you know, we just want you to know that, hey, maybe listen to it in bits and pieces, or, you know, maybe you just go into it knowing and keeping an open mind that we're just having a conversation. We're not going to throw the Bible at you. We're just having a conversation about what, you know, how, how we view abortion through a biblical lens. And then what is society saying about it? And we're just going to have a conversation based off our worldviews and the conversations we've had in life, really. Yeah, well said. And I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because as a pastor, I talk to so many people. I'm amazed at how many people have been touched mm. by this topic. And it's a lot of times people just kind of carry this in, in secret. It's not something that we share and talk openly about. It's got uh, stigma around it. And so uh, it's been my experience that when you are willing to talk about it and you are willing to say, hey, this it's not like we're talking about an unforgivable sin mm -hmm. here. Like, yes, our sin is great, but the grace of Jesus is greater. It's greater. And when somebody who has uh, perhaps made a decision uh, around an unexpected pregnancy uh, to, uh, to have an abortion, and, and they haven't told anybody, as we've talked before on other podcasts, when you can't talk about something, that's just the worst. But when yeah. you can kind of bring these things to light, there is freedom and there is grace. And so that's our hope today is to be able to have this conversation. Uh, I, I still remember someone coming up to me and just saying, thank you, like for uh, at least different times during the year, yeah. uh, we talk about the sanctity of life, okay. but we, we pray about being able to protect the unborn, but we also mm -hmm. pray for those who are struggling with the decision of what to do with an unexpected pregnancy. Yeah. We also pray for those who have made that decision. And we're not just talking about women. There, there's a lot of men listening right now who have either tried to, to force someone to have this decision, mm -hmm. uh, or, um, you know, have, uh, help them, you know, make, make this decision and go through with the abortion. And of course we're, we're talking about situations where, uh, we're, we're not talking about situations where the mother's life is, is in, in danger and mm -hmm. in, in jeopardy. Uh, but we are talking about the sanctity of life, which we believe in that, that scripture, you know, talks about and, uh, and why that's important to us. Now, I know that this is one of those topics that's near and dear to your heart. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you consider being in a situation where you're considering abortion, you're, you're probably feeling very desperate, right? And so 
the reason that, man, I'm passionate about the sanctity of life is because when I consider, uh, so I'm adopted, right? When I consider my, the way that my, I would say my origin story, if you will. Mm. I mean, you know, if you consider like a superhero, so there you go. I'm like, I'm like Batman, Come on. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> like the, the, you know, what makes you, you, you know, is, is your story. And so a part of my story, you know, it, it kind of has fueled certain passions in my life is the fact that my birth mother had an, you know, could have taken that option mm-hmm. of aborting me. Um, her, you know, the lifestyle she was in wasn't conducive to have a child. Um, you know, I, when I was born, I had drugs in my body, right? So if you want to talk about a situation where you feel like, you know, what, it might be easier, it might be better on me as a person just to, you know, abort this child, you know, so when I consider how on edge I was of life, I mean, it hits me pretty deep because there are struggles that I've had because of the way that I was born. But I am, of course, extremely thankful for the choice that she made to have me and, you know, adoption and giving a child up for adoption. If you're not ready, if you're not in the lifestyle that you feel is conducive to raise a child, then I would, I mean, I'm a strong proponent, obviously, of looking at the choices that you have in front of you there, you know, God gives you a way out. It says in his word, you know, there is no temptation. There's nothing that will basically you have to succumb to. There's God is always going to give you the strength to get out of it. And so, you know, I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, it was the easiest journey even being um, here with the situations that I've had to overcome. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, man, I, you know, I think for the life of me, I thank God that that was the decision that my birth mother made, you know, and being adopted now, you know, and I feel like it's a part of my story to, to, to have these conversations. I have to say there is power, no matter how dark and desperate you feel, no matter how, you know, the situation feels, you can't do it. Look at other choices, you know, consider the fact that, you know, God didn't, he saw where you were in that moment at that hospital. And you always have a choice to do the right thing. That's the way that I see it. And, um, you know, growing up, knowing that I was adopted, I've, I've had friends that were adopted and um, we're all, you know, there was a time where I was, I was just an angry child. You know, I'm like, yeah. you know, I was, I was mad about a lot of things. I was mad that my birth mother gave me up. I had to deal with the, the, you know, the, I wasn't chosen factor. I wasn't loved. I, you, you didn't care about me. And, and those are the things you have to, you have to also consider when you're adopting a child. But I mean, but at the core of it, it's all worth it for life because you're giving somebody an option. You're giving somebody an option of life. And that therein lies, I think, the crux of considering your choices when it comes to adoption, when it comes to when you're feeling like your back's against the wall with abortion. Well, I'm so glad that your mom made that decision. Yeah. Because, dude, you have you have been so impactful to me and to, to so many other people. And just you just see the gift of life. We see the gift of life through one another. And you're right. It, it's got to be such a, a difficult place to be. But I, for one, am so thankful. Even here in San Antonio, we have uh, a lot of centers that, that help people just with counseling and just yeah. with the decision. And I just encourage people, just have the conversation, get the get the help, you know, thinking through these things. And then have, find your people that help, help you walk through this and, you know, have wise counsel around you. Because a lot of times it's like, who... Who do I tell? Who do I even, you know, again, back to the, the stigma about this, but there's such strength in having counsel, especially godly counsel around you during a time like that when you may not be able to see things as clearly as you will one day. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, and when you consider what, I mean, what you just said is having counsel, having, what we're saying is have friends around you yeah. that are going to encourage you. That's yeah. what it is. Having good counselors, having friends that you can lean on and say, Hey, this is what I'm contemplating. A lot of times, like we discussed before is when you start to keep it hidden and you start to keep it only to yourself is you start to have ideas that you feel like you're stuck and you don't have any other options. And when you start to have conversations with other people, you're going to start to realize, you know, there is a way out there. I do have choices that I never considered I had choices about, you know, and, and when you're considering um, abortion, a lot of times you feel like, you know, the, what has happened to you, you know, was wrong in a lot of these situations or possibly the father's not in the picture or maybe they feel like their hand is being forced. Like we were discussing, there's a lot of intricacies. So it's not a blanket statement That's right. of this. We're not saying it's easy. We're men, right? So right. We're, we're not even saying we understand what you feel. That's we're, right. we're saying we don't, in fact. That's right. But we are saying we do feel like you have choices. God does love you. There is grace for you. If you have, if you have gone through an abortion, but we're saying if you're considering it right now, having an abortion, we would plead with you. Consider the sanctity of life the Bible talks about. I mean, the Bible... You know, it's we're Christians, so of course we're going to reference the Bible. But you know, it's amazing to me that even people outside of Christianity still reference the Bible for morality's sake, even if they don't believe everything. They think it's a good moral code, you right, know. Right. And so, even more for Christians, we I'd be remiss, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up, if we didn't use the Bible to help explain the love that God has for people. Well, it's interesting that you say that because you think about the fact that even people who aren't people of faith would still say murder is wrong. Okay, so it's the question of morality. Okay, well, why is that wrong? At the core of the foundation of our beliefs is that we all have uh, value right. and dignity. Each person, every person, all people, every person. Why do we believe that? Mm. Well, it comes back to the Bible, yeah. whether whether we believe in the Bible or not, whether we believe in God or not, that's kind of the foundation. Well, not kind of, it is the foundation that right. we're all made in the image of God. So regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of our race, regardless of all the things that could potentially divide us, this is the equal ground for all of us. And, and it's so important in this conversation, but it's so important to our society as well. You know, I think about scripture as well. The David in Psalm uh, 139, he says, uh, he's, he's speaking to his creator. Yeah. And he says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Mm. A lot of people are probably familiar somewhat yeah. with a verse like that. But think about the truth of that. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You, you knit me in my mother's womb. God knew you. He was aware of you. He created you. You were his idea. Mm. And there's only one, you. So you start to look in Scripture and, and you think, okay, if, if we were to lose that, if we were to lose this idea that all people are created in the image of God, that all people are created equal, have equal dignity, equal value, where would that, where would that leave us? Mm. To, to what end is that? And, and we don't have to just wonder about that. We can actually look at other cultures and, yeah. you know, we can look at uh, ancient Greek cultures and we can look at, you know, history in different places and see where that did lead them. It led them to uh, infant side, uh, you know, especially with little girls or, you know, if, if, if someone in, uh, society wasn't valued, 
then you know maybe maybe they're they're old the, the elderly or uh, maybe uh, severely handicapped or, or for some reason there's some other thing besides the image of God that we're saying gives people value. You know, I mean, we, we do this a lot in, in some ways we say, well, this person may have more value because they have what more athletic ability or they may have more ability to reason intellectually or, or whatever it is. But we come back biblically and we yeah. say, this all starts with, we are all made in the image of God. And so I think that really, really helps frame this conversation because that doesn't just uh, mean that we protect the life of the unborn, right. but the the mother who's considering that decision, mm. the mother who made that decision, they're all made in the image of God. And so we treat them accordingly. Wow. And when you, you know, when we're, when we're having this conversation, we are fully aware that a lot of people who have made this decision to have an abortion do feel like there is, there is a limit to God's grace. In the experiences and the conversations that I've had, I found that I am repeating, God still loves you. The, even though you feel like this is the worst thing you could have done, God still loves you. And that's, that's shown in the Bible. It's shown throughout scripture in so many different ways. Um, how would you encourage somebody if you were talking to somebody who had just um, had an abortion? What would you be telling them? Wow, what what a great question! You know, the first verse that popped to my mind is the most famous verse in all of the Bible: "For God so loved the world mm. that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life." You think about that: whoever believes in Me. God sent his one and only son. Did, did God send his, did he for so love the, the, the part of the world that was worthy or mm. had never sinned? There, none of us are sinless. Right. His son was sinless. He sent his one and only son for us. I've had conversations with people who have, who have made this decision, and they do. They feel like they've gone too far, that God's grace can reach all these other people around them, mm. but, but it stops short of them. Right. Because what can they do to make it right? Mm. See, this is the conversation I have with a lot of people. They want to know, what, well, what can I do to make it right? And if they don't feel like there's anything that they can do, but this is the beauty of the gospel. It was never based on what we could do to begin exactly. with. So that grace extends beyond what we can do to what Jesus has done. What, he, what did he do? He died on a cross. He rose from the grave. The work is already finished. It is covered. We do not have to strive and stress to try to cover our sin and try to cover our um, the mistakes that we've made. That's exactly what Jesus has already done. He covered it with his blood. That's what we believe. That is the gospel message. And it is, in, in such a beautiful way, so freeing, not just to some, but to all. And mm. I mean... Exactly what you said. Whenever you feel like you've gone too far, that's not God talking to you. That's mm. not. That's the enemy talking to you, telling you that you can't get back. You, you can't receive the grace of God. And then it's a, it's a snowball effect because once you feel like you've gone too far, you start to, you start, you stop talking to other people. You stop going to church or if, you know, if you're not a believer, then you start to feel like you're not worth anything. And that's a very dark road. And, and, you know, we want to have a real conversation with real emotions and the conversations I've had 
a lot of times it goes to a very dark place because of the isolation, because no one is encouraging you, because you have no friends that are, that are giving you any type of positivity. You think all is bleak. We want to encourage you that that's not the case. When we read scripture, we understand that, like you said, God for, he, he, he loved the entire world without like, like he skipped nobody. So the worst person, the worst person that you can think of was still created by God. The best person that you can think of was still created by God. He created us all equal. We all need his divine power. We all need Jesus mm. in order to receive Christ. So it's not that people are better than you or you're worse than. It's not that. Because once you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, he washes your sins away clean. He says as far as the east is from the west, he's going he's gonna to cast away your sins from you. Wow. So you can live in freedom. And the, the takeaway you know, from something like this, the practical application I would want somebody to receive, if you just had an abortion right now and you're feeling like God does not, could not forgive you, will not forgive you, the takeaway has to be that you have the, the grace and the freedom when you accept Jesus Christ, you have to believe that he has washed you clean. You are walking in new life right now. That's right. There is nothing that can stop the love of Christ. Yeah, it's not just some future hope somewhere far mm -hmm. off, but it's a, it's a right now hope. You know, as you were talking, it made me think about Romans 8. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to this, Romans 8 verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's it. That word condemnation. So if you're hearing that voice that says you've gone too far, if you're hearing that voice that says you can't go back, if you're hearing that voice that says God is done with you, that is the voice of condemnation and it is not his voice because there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So it's not his voice. It's just like when Jesus said, when he drew the line in the sand, when um, the woman who was a prostitute was, was, was they, they put her in front of Jesus and he drew the line and he said, and he asked that question, who, who is, who among you is without sin? And he looked around, everybody walked away and said, who's left to condemn you? Neither do I. You know, it's, that's the Jesus that we serve. That's the picture. And that, in that time, that was one of the worst things you could do. And so that was why that was such a powerful example for us today. I mean, even now it's a powerful example when you just consider um, getting caught red-handed into a sin and then mm -hmm. you're literally thrown in Which front of Jesus. Which we all have. Right? We all have. And then you're in yeah. front of the creator of the universe. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, out of everybody who called me, like, Jesus got me. Like, that's the, that's the reaction that he had was, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to love you. And a lot of times we feel like that's that, that Jesus is just here to judge us and mm -hmm. to tell us what we did wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's not God, that's man. That's, yeah. that's, that's people putting judgment on you. I'm here to love you, but I'm here to point you to a better way, a better life, life in me. Exactly. It's not permissive, and it, and it doesn't need to be. It's not a, affirming in the sin, but it's pointing someone to that freedom and that grace. And when you start living in that, you start to see that verse come to life, John 10, 10, for I came that they would have life. Mm. And that's what we begin to experience. So right now, if anyone's listening, I, I hope that's what they can experience, begin experiencing right now by saying yes to Jesus. Yeah. So you can have life. That's good. Well, hey, we are so thankful that you joined us for our fifth episode of Moment by Moment. Uh, and we know today's topic was a little bit heavy, you know, and it's and we understand that. And that's why we want to discuss it. 
We know that we can't cover everything. We know that we are guys and we can't get into the intricacies of, of the emotions and, and, you know, making those tough choices in life. But we just, we hope that we are an encouragement sharing biblical truth with you. Um, we're going to have resources below that you can actually follow if you are looking for alternative choices for you, wherever you find yourself right now. And if you just made a choice on abortion, we just want you to know that there's grace for you. There is love for you. God, uh, you know, he, he, he does not cast you away. No matter what you feel, no matter where you are, God loves you. He sees you. And all you have to do is come to him. You guys have a great day. We hope to see you at our next podcast episode, which will be airing next Monday. Thank you for joining us on Moment by Moment. Thanks for joining us for our Moment by Moment podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. 